Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Wow Black um, A lot of stuff is going on in the wrestling industry right now I mean, we've had Money in the Bank, we've had the return of live crowds We've had um, some big names come out into multiple promotions It's uh, come back uh, the wrestling world is abuzz with so much going on. So I wanted you guys uh, to, to have one of my close friends here uh, in the wrestling world, Jamari, a person who I find super dope and super interesting and always gives great feedback. So everybody welcome in, Jamari. What's up, bro? I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say stop. Keep the cheering going. Keep the people going. <laughs> There you go. See, not only do I love myself, but people love me and that everybody needs to understand that I'm one of the greats to this world and of the wrestling world. Yes, sir. And when I speak, everybody listens. I'm just kidding. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back uh, with my guy R3 here in Wrestling Wow Black. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I can't wait to see what we get into today. Definitely, definitely. Um yeah, I mean, let's start with Money in the Blank. Um, you know, that, that's where the we got the audience back the, the night before, well, the night before Friday, well, the two days before in um, in Texas uh, with audience on SmackDown live. Also, I think Raw, right? Didn't it, it was live audience as well? Yes, it was a live audience for Monday Night Raw. And so, so just your opinion about what does it sound like with WWE with the the live audiences and. Um, do you feel different? For me, it was just in my opinion, really quickly. It's been very difficult to watch wrestling um, when when there's no audiences. It's 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 about fifty percent of the element. I mean, some of the greatest calls and storylines of all time have had that audience participation, and it can be extremely difficult to do that. What what has been your experience? What are your thoughts about without the audience and with the audience? So without the audience, and this is what hurt WWE so bad, and. You notice the ratings just took a huge dip. Even with them coming back on Monday and Friday, it went up a little bit, but it's still around that 2 million viewers and subpar below that. And, you know, like CM Punk said a couple years ago, well, years ago, oh my God, it's almost been a decade since. Um, he always said, he said something about Triple H. And then Triple H had that, uh, me and my friend Mark, promo and ever since then they were at like 4 million, 5 million viewers. Now, like I said, they're at sub 2 million. And with the crowd coming back, I'm hoping that they get some more viewers. It gets people more engaged in that fake, you know, crowd noise. If they still pipe in, I need them to go ahead and stop piping in that fake crowd noise. And since we have a real crowd, Use the authentic sounds that we have and not 2K noises because I am very annoyed of when I hear, and this is so crazy, I'm about to say this, when Roman gets a pop, all of a sudden I hear piped in boos. It's like, what do you want from us? Because we were literally booing him. Now you want to like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's backwards. So yeah. that's what really bothers me. And also, you notice that on that SmackDown we first had with a crowd, didn't it feel like a pay-per-view? Yeah, I agree 100. Uh, literally, the energy, it made, me want, it made me want to stay connected to the television. 
and even with the intro, like the beginning match, yeah, was the what's it called? The Usos and Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and Rey Mysterio, Dominic. I'm sorry, not Dominic. Dominic Guerrero, excuse me, and Edge. <laughs> they going against each other, and it just felt electric. And that was Dominic's first time being in front of a live crowd. And, you know, he soaked it up and he loved it. I have my own things against Dominic because he likes 6'2 doing lucha moves, but it was just a great moment for himself. And that SmackDown, like I said, is a all-time SmackDown, and it will go down as all-time SmackDown. Oh, on the other hand, was it, it goes into Money in the Bank a little bit because mm-hmm. that was after Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. which I know we're going to get into. So I'll probably talk about Raw after we get into Money in the Bank. Yeah, definitely. So we'll get into Money in the Bank right now. So... Um, again, f- for audiences, uh, it's sold out crowd almost, right? Um, there and the location was over in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not a person that likes to break down match by match because I can find that boring. But what are some things that stood out to you? And, and, uh, from there, for me, before, um, I love, the- should we just get to it already? Yeah, go can, for we, it. can we just say it already? I'll let just, you go. Can first. We, I mean, go ahead. I know what they. I know everybody gonna ask. Let's just get to it. Mm-hmm. Nikki A S H. Let's just talk about it right now. Just get it out the way because everybody's gonna be wanting to know about it. Let's just get the you know, just get the full juicy plate right in front of us. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about her winning the money in the bank? Because everybody wants to know. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I think. All right, this is the thing. It looks like the hurricane, but just her version. Um, and so I do think it's still kind of that wonky WWE character the fact that she has the ash at the end it's kind of annoying it's kind of tr- it's kind of juvenile um i love nikki i think she's a great wrestler i think she has great charisma i think she's likable she's lovable um i think she deserved it um i just don't like this gimmick but we'll see where it goes um it was surprising for her to to do that um to win i do think at some point in time uh, you're gonna have to get Naomi back in the title picture, and, and apparently there may be a storyline with her, and the uh, you know her and joining maybe the bloodline or something of that nature. Uh, we had wax po- poetic about her possibly joining the you know the um, MVP and in Bobby Lashley um, with the crew there. I'm so old. Hurt business. The hurt business. Yeah. Hurt With the hurt business. It was there was some there, it was, we had wax poetic about her joining and that would be pretty dope. But apparently she's gonna go go to SmackDown sometime soon. And so I think I think Naomi doesn't get the love and respect she deserves. And I think there's a title run available. I think there's a story that could be told if you do have her and Bianca go back and forth. Um with the physicality and the athleticism, I think that can be told correctly. What are your thoughts on that? Now thing about Naomi, she is so disrespected. Mm-hmm. And I really mean that. And the thing about her is she's a good worker. Mm-hmm. And when you're a good worker, they're going to work you as in you're going to put over everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because you know why? Because you make others look good. No matter how good you look, you make others look good. Just like Dolph Ziggler, what does he do? He makes others look good. But has he ever reached the pinnacle? Yes, he has won the World Heavyweight Championship twice. But has he ever reached like that true main event status? Naomi is the same way Mm -hmm. where she has won championships, but she doesn't feel like she's like, well, you know, on top as like one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Even though she's been there for years and she has consistently put on good matches. She's a world-class worker. 
world class worker. And I know somebody brought this up. If Naomi was in Japan, man. Yeah, man, it would go crazy for her. And you could, and you wonder what a woman like her could do in AEW, right? I hate to keep talking about everyone going over to AEW, but you wonder what a woman like her could do with that type of freedom to let her work, knowing that AEW is, you know, needing to add to that roster. I mean, Naomi versus Jade Cardgill, Naomi versus Britt Baker, Naomi versus Kushida, um, Naomi versus, um, you know, just it just it would be amazing. She. I don't know. Do you know how long her contract is up for? Do you know how long her contract is? I'm not for sure. And I think she's a I, WWE lifer. I really do think she's a lifer. You're right. You know what? I can't say nothing against it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, I know with her moving to SmackDown, I hope it really works out for her. But the only thing is, I know with, you know, Jimmy having that unfortunate DUI, and I hope he gets himself, like, get himself some help. Excuse me. And I hope, like, them two being together, if they do put them two together and put her in the bloodline, mm-hmm. that it works out better for them. But also, aside from that, like, he needs to get some help for himself. That way, that situation doesn't happen again for him. Because that was... And the thing is, it, it seemed like when that happened, the person that was getting punished for it mm-hmm. was Naomi. Mm-hmm. It's to the point where she deleted her own Twitter because people were really blaming her who... Once again, was not the person drinking, did not, ablo- did not blow a point two zero five at 9 a.m. She didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And yet she was getting blamed for her own husband's fault. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, she, I mean, she, has a, she, she, she should be way more respected. And, and to be honest with you, with Charlotte winning as many championships as she has and, and Naomi being the inaugural FCW Women's Champion, a lot of history with that as well. Um she should be at least a four or five time champion. At least. At least. At least. And just, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. She's underutilized. And you would just think with an organization like AEW, you could see where she could just, if they took the training wheels off of her and let her work, dude, she, oh my gosh, she's such a. She has character too. Oh, like, yeah. What is she missing? What is she missing? Play Vince. What is she missing? And I'll, I just tell me what is she missing? She has character. Yeah. She's good in ring, and she can talk. Yes, isn't and that she's what beautiful? And she's she's someone yes. that women can look Marketable. up to. Marketable. Yes, amazing to go from being. Give me a program with her and Bianca. Oh that would my be money, god! Money, just a, money. Give them fifteen twenty minutes. A whole pay per view uh, main event. <sighs> wow. Or or a, th- a triple threat with her and Sasha and oh my god I would die. Woo! I love it. Just in terms yeah. of the working ability, yeah. So Naomi again, not getting the respect she deserves. Nikki definitely deserves it. She's she's talented. She's great. I like her as a person. I think that there there could be something there. Um, I think the Usos match with Rey Mysterio and Dominic were amazing. Um, actually the AJ Styles match with the Viking Raiders was excellent from a work rate point of view, from just the physicality, just some of the wonderful things. The Viking Raiders are are very good. Very good, Eric and Ivar. Very good. They're um, very good, but it's, they 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 got so watered down, and I don't want to get deep into it. From you the know, gimmick, the gimmick Japan is too old. Day. The gimmick is too nineteen eighties. It's, it's so, it, and the thing is, Ivar, I believe, yeah, is yeah, yeah, Ivar is so good. Like he can work. I heard Jim Cornette talk about this. He would be such a good heel that you can turn babyface and make money off of. Yeah. And when I heard that, it started to make a lot of sense. 
because he's a big guy and then you flip him because he can do flips crazy he can work any other style mm-hmm. but like their gimmick and how they you know had them with the street profits and all that they should have been just like how they and this goes back to everything that we're going to go talk about in the future because i know we're going to bring this up people from nxt going to the main roster mm-hmm. and then completely two different people mm-hmm. it's ridiculous and i'm tired of seeing it yeah. But yeah, Nikki, Nikki, in the example, Nikki Cross mm-hmm. going to Nikki Ash. Mm-hmm. But did it win her a title on Raw? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. But still, it's, I don't know. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's just really mind boggling how it's like two different products. It's two different products. Yeah. And I- keep, keep in mind, too, this is also something about the women's title. You notice how on Money in the Bank, Charlotte was a 14-time champion. But uh, then when she stood up on Raw, she was an 11-time champion. Yeah, what, what did they do? They basically chose, like, the night after that, you know, they're deeming NXT a developmental brand. So they don't come those championships that she won anymore as a, you know, women's championship towards her 14. Mm-hmm. It's 11 now. Is that like a shot because of Andrade, you think, or no? No, because once again, we saw Karrion Cross uh, on Raw. Mm-hmm. And he lost clean to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Mm-hmm. So, so they're still trying they're to find it down, to find it down again. Yeah, so they're getting watered down, especially with NXT people getting over there. Mm-hmm. And I think Vince is trying to send a message saying, I don't care where you're from, who you are. This is a whole different league. I don't care what you did at NXT. This is my this is my WWE. This is my SmackDown. This is my Raw. In reality, if if NXT was the main brand, and they used Raw and SmackDown's legacy brands. They just build and used. See, the, in a perfect world, what Triple H is cultivating in that team of, of writers and just the bookers over there in NXT, in the perfect world, you cultivate, develop them, let them get their, their character developed. You keep the same exact character, present them in the bigger, more grander stage. So you give them a little bit, little bit more toned down, a little bit more conservative presentation at NXT. And then you bring them up into the big, just like almost like Major League Baseball. You put the big lights, you put all the explosions, etc. And then you just keep the same personality, and you just refit, you just keep refeeding the machine, refeeding the machine, refeeding the machine, almost like Ohio Valley Wrestling with Batista and and you know um, Shelton Benjamin and 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 you know John Cena and all those gentlemen. Um, you you feed them into that and let them be part of it. I, I, I don't get where you develop these people who can work and, and tell great stories and then you take them to the main roster and then you fizzle them out. It's weird to me. You should just keep defining them up, defining them up, defining them up. Defi- and in reality, they should have at least a top 20. They should have at least 20 people that should pr- they go after the title. Right now, it's maybe three or four people that are always in the title picture. In reality, they should have fresh blood, new blood. And that's what made the Attitude Era great. You had so many people at the top of the card. At least a hard seven. You had Rock. You had Austin. You had Triple H. You had Test from time to time. You had... Um, you know, you had, who else was close to that? Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Um, you, you had, you know, Mankind, The Undertaker, Kane, Big Show. I mean, you had gentlemen, you had a, you had a legitimate top 10, 15 people that could, any given folks could be the champion at a given, Kurt Angle at any given time. You know what I mean? Whereas now you have all the talent in the world, but you really only, three to five people kind of pass the title around. Don't you think there should be a little bit more, uh, it should be more just a, 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 
I just think there should be more parody at the top. So riddle me this. This is a riddle. Riddle riddle me this. This is gonna basically go back to your question. Who right now do you think, besides The Rock, can beat Roman Reigns? Bobby Lashley. No, that takes the soul. Basically, keep keep saying brands. So mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley's okay. on Raw. Edge on the on that SmackDown roster. Who do you believe that can take the title off of him and hold that title? Biggie or Edge? Edge lost. I know. Edge lost. But in reality, Edge is a. I I, I just I know maybe they're not utilizing the situation right. But I think honestly, legit, he can lose. But I think Edge would be if he won the title, it would be understandable. And do you think that they're just using Edge for the nostalgia point of view, or you think he'll ever get an opportunity to have the title again? I mean, it's kind of nostalgia in both, but also it once again goes into that how back in the days they built people up. Now they're using those people back in the day because they haven't built anybody up. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, besides the old timers that's coming back for SummerSlam, mm-hmm. who on that SmackDown roster do you think can beat? I know Big E, he has the money in the bank, but that's going to go into something else. I want to keep that a little bit of a secret. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's going to go into something else. Him, so you can say Big E, but who else? I mean, who else besides can step in that main event role and be like, I could be Roman Reigns? Yeah, because they haven't built anybody up, and that's sad that uh, nobody. Cesaro, Cesaro lost, and he's I, he's lost. He I, lost clean to Seth Rollins too. Also, I know, I know, I know. But if it's it just I, who I can legitimately believe that I just in terms of believability it would be Seth Rollins, Cesaro. I mean those type of guys. And from a believability yeah, point of view, I could definitely believe. Yeah, but Cesaro, Cesaro deserves a championship. Oh yeah, that's that's like I said, that's that's one of my few protected people I want to be protected and forever. That, of course, you know whatever happens. And not everybody's going to get a title shot. We get it in in the WWE. I mean, this just the world we live in. Not it's because they deserve it doesn't mean they'll get it. But in terms of just work rate, believability, his physicality, his the way they presented him recently, over the, you know early when they when they changed his music and everything. I thought he was going to get a serious push. I could see him legitimately being a two or three time champion as well. Just from he's believable, and I think if him and Roman Reigns you give them twenty five minutes to beat the hell out of each other, I think that would be amazing. But that already happened. He won. Roman won clean. Yeah, that yeah that doesn't yeah I know. See, see what I mean? Hey, who else? Who's who? Who can be Roman Reigns? Like I'm saying, they haven't built anybody up. And wow, we really, I, well, I know I started it. We kind of went off on a chance. We were supposed to be talking about money in the bank. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say this lastly. But this is where I believe, you know, they need to do better. Yeah. Especially when people come from NXT. Mm-hmm. They need to, like, keep them like that. Once again, those characters that they do have. Because people like them at NXT. Present them well and build that character up. Mm-hmm. We just getting Finn Balor back on SmackDown. But I already know in my head that he's going after the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the Apollo Crews for that because he said, I'm coming after a title. We know he's not going after Roman. We know that. We know where he's not going after Roman. Who has the open spot right now? Apollo Crews. Yeah. Right? So that's automatically going to happen. Now, a good thing, the person that they are building up and it took seven years, Big E. Because yeah. we did see on Money in the Bank that, unfortunately, Kofi Kingston got squashed. Mm-hmm. Right? Which but, is crazy. The next match, which is, no, no, no. It's not crazy. It actually made sense because when you realize in the next match, who won Money in the Bank? Yeah, Biggie. 
So who do you think Big E's going to cash on to get revenge? Roman. No, no. <laughs> He's going to cash it on Bobby Lashley because, look, Bobby just beat down his man. Oh, oh I, got you. Of, I got you. In terms of storyline, I got yeah. you. I got you. I got you. I got yeah, you. Kofi is I his guy. You. That's true. Okay. So why wouldn't it make sense for Big E to go ahead and go after Bobby Lashley after he has that match with Oldberg? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so Goldberg loses, right? And Yeah, then, Goldberg loses. And then, and then, or right. Big E can have his wet dream with the triple threat with uh, Goldberg. If you guys haven't, you know, he loves Goldberg. <laughs> so, basically, all right, let's. So, basically, do you think that Big E's gonna cash in at SummerSlam? He's gonna cash in at SummerSlam and beat Bobby Lashley. That wow. way, he can have his moment. Wow, with a live audience, with a live audience, wow. he's gonna turn. So, it's basically gonna be a Seth Rollins moment. That way, one, he can get his dream with Goldberg. It could be a triple threat match. It could be two big meaty, meaty men slapping meat. Not my <laughs> words, his words. Yeah. Then he can go over on either A, Goldberg, or B, Bobby Lashley. If you want to protect Bobby Lashley, let him pin Goldberg. Like I said, they both be down. And it turns into a Seth Rollins WrestleMania 31 moment. Big E comes running down. And then to take care of, you know, uh, what's it called? MVP. You have Kofi come out and you have Woods come out. And then they take care of MVP. Right? That way nothing happens. Then bam. Big wow. E got his moment. So then where do you go after that? Big E wins. Do you, you maybe turn Kofi heel? No? Keep Kofi right? No, now? no Kofi. No, Kofi. No. New Day cannot turn on each other. They cannot turn I, on I each would, other. I wouldn't want to see that, but I mean, wouldn't that be a no, crazy I, story? No, I can't. No, I, I would not ever want that to happen. So the thing is, I would never want that to happen. So what do you? That's all right, so Biggie champion. So who who gets it then? Drew McIntyre. So of course you got to have a couple matches. You got to have once again Lashley. Mm -hmm. Then you got to have Drew McIntyre, and then that superstar shakeup is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. I already know. See, Cena has fourteen appearances. He's going to have one against Big E. I know that because mm -hmm. Big E is his guy. Mm -hmm. And then wherever you go from there, you go from there. He's going to have one probably against Goldberg because Goldberg has one more appearance, I believe. Oh, so, so, that's so four Cena, people has, Cena has signed on to do 14 appearances? 14 appearances. Really? 14 appearances. So, like I said, he's going to get Big E. And then, you know, Big E is going to get his dream with Goldberg. And that's four people I just named right off the bat. So, But you don't think so Cena Cena's not going to get the title at all, right? He's not going to. No, he's not going to be Roman. Oh, my gosh. He might be Roman. <laughs> for 17 just hit me wow I just realized I was like wait so he would get <laughs> nuclear heat he would get nuclear heat he'd be a heel he'd be a super heel yes but at the same time people would be happy only because it's number 17 remember when he'd be AJ Styles mm -hmm. it wasn't people but they weren't they weren't brewing, like booing him at all they yeah. were happy when he won number 16 even though people loved AJ Styles Ugh. so when it happens it's, it's like they're gonna be happy and then it's gonna set in like a week later Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Why did he beat down Roman Reigns? They always putting over old talent because you know the internet loves to complain about stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow! Let's hop over really quickly to Rhea Ripley losing the title. Right move. Right move. She needs to, uh, you know, work on herself. And I thought about this grand idea for her when the draft or shakeup happens. Mm -hmm. Send her to SmackDown. Team her up with Tony Storm. Let them win the tag team titles. That way, Rhea Ripley can become. Oh wow, she would need the SmackDown title first. 
Rhea Ripley can become the first person ever to win the UK Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, and the Tag Team Title. So you stack, so you stack, so you stack SmackDown with a traditionally more of a. It has more of a multicultural thing. You stack. You put Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. I don't think you move Bianca at all. Bianca at all. No. She's there no, for the next couple of years. So you got Bianca, you got Rhea, you got, you keep, um, you know, you keep. Um, Tim Liv Morgan to Raw. That'd be, that'd be, you know, whatever. You're going to send her to Raw, whatever. Yeah, you keep Sasha Banks on SmackDown, right? Yep. Yep, you keep Sasha Banks. So you have your big three. And then, so when, and then when um, the man comes back, Becky Lynch, she'll go back to Raw. She'll go to Raw. Yep. And then exact the window. And then okay, so then on Raw Or mm-hmm. or what you could do if you want to be surprising, send Sasha Banks to Raw send Sasha Banks Sasha Banks, excuse me, to Raw. Mm-hmm. Send Becky mm-hmm. to SmackDown. Yeah, but want, like, where, is, where is Charlotte Flair gonna be on Raw, right? Charlotte Flair is on Raw. So then that being the case, let's add Justin up here. Hey guys, we just got Justin hopping in. So Justin, my boy. The Wrestling Classic. Oh, hello. Is this the podcast? What's up, bro? Yeah, we're recording right now, yes, man. Yes, it is. Are we live? We are. We, we are, are live, my we're boy. We're recording. Well, yeah. hello, my people. How are we doing today? What's going on? And it's it's a it's a pre-recorded. We could tell them. It's like SmackDown when they switched over, which was the worst decision on Friday nights. But anyway, we're going to leave that alone. Um, everybody, welcome in. Justin from the Wrestling Classic. What is... Oh, wow. Sound of a fun. Yeah, the, the, the audience is back. The crowds. We're not doing the uh, Thunderdome anymore. Um, oh, it's a real crowd there. Look at that. <laughs> like, we got a real crowd. They cheer me more. Now. They cheer me more. <laughs> I don't know. I think I got, I got that John Cena pop, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pop soda. But um, so uh, me and Jamari were just kind of working out what, what was going to happen when Becky Lynch comes back. Uh, we've already talked about Money in the Bank. And um, just to kind of catch you up. Where where do you see Becky Lynch fitting in when it when she comes when she's going to come back? Do you see her fitting in on Raw? Do you see her fitting in on SmackDown? Where, Justin, what do you think? So personally, for me, I think initially, like if this was like a month ago, I would have said SmackDown because their roster was really thin with only Mella, Bianca, Sasha, and I think it was like Liv, and like that was pretty much it. But now they have Tony Storm coming there. They have Shotzi and Knox. Um, Natalia and Tamina are probably going to eventually fully be there when they lose the tag belts. I, I kind of think the whole Becky, I mean, the whole Charlotte Rhea thing is kind of getting repetitive. I know Nikki Cross is up there now, but I feel like to put Becky there first until the shakeup would probably be the best bet. Mm. And what Jamari was talking about was, um, on, this is my opinion when it comes to SmackDown, I think you have Rhea go to SmackDown. You, have, you put all the, your young Gunners on SmackDown being it's on that it's on a regular television. You you put almost money into SmackDown. They've purchased it. At the end of the day, I want to see Rhea versus Bianca. I mean, I I think the money match is Charlotte versus Bianca for next year's WrestleMania. That would be good too. But in the meantime, in between time, do you do you think that Rhea is ready for the big top? Because to be honest with you, a lot of people would say, and and I could say, her first championship run on Raw has been kind of choppy. It hasn't been the best. It's been like when her and um, she was wrestling um, uh, my, my girl. Hold on. See, I'm old, guys. Y'all got to keep in mind. I'm about to talk Oscar? To yeah, Oscar. When she was wrestling Oscar, it was kind of disjointed. It was kind of sloppy. It seemed kind of weird and quirky. 
Um, what do you ascribe to that? And do you think that her first run has not necessarily been the best? How would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Her ch- Rhea's first championship run. So first thing, first things first. To your first point, I think you need to keep like maybe one or two major stars on SmackDown with the young people mm-hmm. because it is on Fox, and I don't think they're just going to want a lot of uh, young crop. You got to keep either a Sasha, one of the four horsewomen, mm-hmm. a Sasha, a Bailey, a Becky, a Charlotte, like two of those girls need to be on SmackDown regardless of the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, to your second point, I, I said this myself a lot of my own show, the TFC show, that between the two, uh, Bianca and Rhea experiments that we're doing now, experimenting with them being the top women on both brands, mm-hmm. uh, Bianca's run has been way more effective mm-hmm. than Rhea's. And, and I have my, my, my reservations about Bianca's too, but Rhea's has just been like really bad, yeah. in my opinion. Is it, is it nerves? And I think a lot of that, mm-hmm. a lot of that was because they exposed us to her before WrestleMania 36, when she first was going to wrestle Charlotte, and they sent her back to NXT and then brought her back up again. Like, that, that t- brief period where she was gone kind of killed all the bugs. Mm. I think from a from a package point of view, when they presented her with that really cool, dope, hard rock type sound and that badass sound, I thought there was more money to be made with her not being a heel, to be honest, because of the Charlotte Flair situation. And I think she was there was an emotional connection with the audience, knowing that she deserved to be put over then, and that she's 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 amazing. I mean, I think the do you think there's more money on her as a as a face, or you think there's more money on her as a heel? Is it believable? Is she is she a believable heel? Jamar, do you want to go first? Believable heel. It's kind of hard to even say that she was a heel. <laughs> because she wasn't a heel, it's it's it, it, it sucks. In NXT UK, she was a heel. Mm-hmm. I hated Rhea Ripley. It mm-hmm. took me a while to actually like her. Mm-hmm. But when she came up to the main roster, I didn't believe she was a heel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what she was. I thought I, I was confused. I didn't know if Charlotte was the face or the heel either. Mm-hmm. But I'm confused. I think she works better as a underdog. It's kind of crazy to say a underdog baby face working her way up if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like how she beat Shane Baszler, she kind of felt like the underdog, but mm-hmm. she worked her way up. Mm-hmm. I like that feedback, Jamari. What do you think, Justin? I think she shouldn't have been a heel. Mm-hmm. I think uh, she should have been a baby face. I think that's where the most money was with her as a baby face. And to Jamari's point, I don't think she's like a full heel right now. Do you think she's like supposed to be like this tweener? Because mm-hmm. um, no matter what, like Charlotte's going to be the heel in the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a, because even portraying her as a tweener, it's made her less likable. And I do strongly do believe, like, if they, first things first, if she never lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania 36, we'd be having a whole different conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's almost like saying, imagine they did all the stuff with Bianca and Bianca just lost to Sasha at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't hit the same. And yeah. that's kind of what I think happened with Rhea. It didn't hit the same. And not only that, even if Bianca lost to Sasha at WrestleMania, I'm sure they would have continued the feud and Bianca would have eventually beat Sasha for that belt would have uh, been SummerSlam or something, right? Yeah. With Rhea, they sent her back to NXT and then she still lost to Charlotte and Io. And then she went in a feud with Robert Strauss. And then you bring her back to the main roster and there's a little bit of hype with her coming back to the main roster. And then she turns heel. Like, just the whole story of it was just like, it, it was just, mis- it, was, it was a misplay. I agree. They and, and it was weird because you know Vince. They say Vince is so quick to throw people away, but they put a whole package together with WrestleMania. They had that the the Rock group. I mean, the look she looks at as in terms of badass look. Her look on a scale of one to ten of badass is ten. Like her whole look is great, and I think she's very skilled. 
but I yeah I think it was a little early for her to put her at the top of the car and maybe they were trying to make up for like you said the WrestleMania loss against Charlotte um but uh, I think she'll get another opportunity, just not now. And I think that should be something down the line. I think she, again, Charlotte is going to make herself un- insufferable. And I think that she'll, Rhea could be the person that relieves us. But I think that's more like six, six to 12 months down the line, in my personal opinion. Um, so let's get into the fun, fun stuff. We've already kind of talked about Money in the Bank. We're going to talk about AEW. Yeah, buddy. The one of my, there's the arms race going on. Let's talk about the arms race. Then we're going to break down Fighter Fest Night 1 and 2, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Let's talk about AEW's top part of the card, right? Very recently, they've gotten Andara Day. They've gotten Makai Black, uh, Malachi Black. Um, two excellent workers. There's so many things you can do with Kenny Omega, John Moxley, um, with Jungle Boy, with, um, you know, just the whole top of the card. I mean, there's, there's so many things you guys, they can do at the top of the card. And let's talk about what we've seen on social media of CM Punk playing mind games with us, uh, with Daniel Bryan, the supposedly signed with AEW. What are your guys' thoughts about the top of the card, their top 10? Walk me through it. I know it's a lot to kind of throw out in the question, but let's walk through the top 10 where we are right now when it comes to their roster at the top of the card. Let's work with that, guys. And whoever wants to go first. Jelsey, you can go first. The top 10 in AEW right now? Yeah, the top of the card. Yeah, top 10, top 20, whatever. You know, you can say top 10, but yeah, the top of the card. Can we just talk about, if, uh, for number, I'm going to go, I guess we'll start with number one and go the other way. Um, number one for me right now, mm-hmm. just because, and the fans have proved it, it's, it's ha- it has to be Hangman Page. Like yeah. he's so over, it's ridiculous, yeah. and I'm so glad it's over. And the story they told them since the inception of AEW has just been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, anything MJF touches is entertaining. Yes, the guy amazing. barely wrestles. But anything he touches is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kenny Omega, he's their champion. Yeah, he's a, he's he's the top guy. He's, he's doing what he's doing. Um, number three, oh, so it's not being tough. I'm gonna have to go. Obviously, Jericho still Jericho. So Jericho, so Hangman, MJF, Jericho, and Kenny. The Young Bucks, anything they've been doing has been great. Um, Cody, Malachi, because everything they're doing, like I look forward to what those two are doing. I guess Moxley, yes, so Moxley's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And then now, so now we got the final three. Ooh, uh... I really like Sammy. I think everything oh, Sammy's God. been money. doing has been hitting. Money. Money to be printed. Everything Sammy's been doing has been hitting. Um, yeah. Darby. Darby's been a staple for that company right now. Yeah. And uh, last but not least at all is Britt Baker for the women's division. She is the women's division. Yeah. Literally. There's a lot of talented women there, but she's like the one that like. She's, she's the chosen um, one. She needs to be champion right now. Right, we so. Mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of telegraphed that early in the AEW's history that they wanted Britt Baker to be the top, and they were smart with not doing it then. They was brilliant, and, and if it was in another company, they would have shoved it down our throats to the point where we would vomit and choked on it. But they were smart not to do it too early. It wasn't the time. It wasn't right. She was cool. She was great, but it wasn't the time. And they were smart with what they did. So I think that as much as we give AEW a hard time on the women's division, the way they book it, and the time that they don't give the women. Um, they are very smart about not with certain things. They they have definitely some work to do, but in terms of with Britt Baker, they've they've been very smart and intelligent. Um, signing Jay Cargill, uh, Red Velvet is amazing worker. Um, but do you think? What do you guys think about CM Punk and possibly Daniel Bryan joining 
AEW. What does this do for the, the overall product? And does this make their, their top of the card arguably better than WWE's top of the card? Or no, it's pretty much in the middle. You guys neutral when it comes to the, the top of the card, the top, who their top guys are. Well, since I am from the lovely Chicago and wonderful CM Punk could be making that thing. See, see what I mean, Justin? The crowd loves me. They just love me. So with CM Punk possibly making an appearance, which would be, once again, monumental, and if you add Brian Danielson to that, that would just blow the roof off of the place. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you put them? You don't have to put them in the, what's it called, main title picture. Mm-hmm. You can just basically have a mini ring of honor, just have them guys just wrestle just to wrestle, and just leave it at that. They don't have to win a title. If you want to build Brian up and eventually let him win the title, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Let him go out there a Miro. That would mm-hmm. be a great thing for him to go out to Miro. He gets killed by Miro. People get shocked. All of a sudden, he beats Miro. Mm-hmm. CM Punk, ah, man, just saying his name, not the all these the pro- him, him, oh. him and AJ, MJF on a promo war? Woof. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just the man possibilities so yeah I, I can't wait for september 5th when that happens if it possibly does happen i'm gonna say something very quickly before i have have justin hop in and get his feedback i'm a man that i really respect here follow me down a booking rabbit hole here all right so we know when you look at daniel bryanson brian daniel bryant um or brian danielson when you look at the Young Bucks, when you look at Kenny Omega, when you look at Cody, and you look at people like a CM Punk, what do they all generally have in common in terms of their, their lineage from a pro wrestling before they made it to WWE? What, what company were they a part of? Well, WWE, but then I, you said before WWE, like Ring of Honor? Yes, okay. So this is my rabbit hole of booking, fantasy booking. We know that there have been, apparently I've heard just through different wrestling outlets, that there's a little bit of sour grapes with, with uh, Ring of Honor because they feel like basically they built AEW. Now, they definitely worked together for All Out, et cetera, et cetera. But really, AEW is the second biggest promotion in all of North American professional wrestling. Undisputed fact. And whereas Ring of Honor was having much of a resurgence, it was, it was, it was growing back, it was, people was getting eyes on it, it was, the brand was going well, they lost a lot of talent to AEW, basically, right? Imagine the type of storyline that could be told with a quasi or some sort of Ring of Honor invasion to AEW, where basically these people were so, been sitting long watching, people gloat over AEW and love and call them the next big thing in the future of wrestling and saving wrestling, when the whole time it was built on the back of Ring of Honor and a story that could be told with Daniel Bryan leading the charge and getting the respect back and getting the honor back that Ring of Honor so surely deserves and a, some sort of weird invasion angle where AEW gives, and this will help Ring of Honor get more eyes on it. It's a great storyline. It could be very well told. I think that's a storyline that would be worth investing in. What, before we get into the, the, the acquisitions, what do you guys think about that type of storyline? I would love it. Like I said, if you have a, I mean, I thought they should have did it with Impact, mm-hmm. but you can do it with I mean, even all the companies, if you want to take what's it called NWA, Ring of Honor, and Impact and have like that versus basically invasion, but better. Yeah. If that makes sense. What do you think, Justin? Do you think we should stay away from the invasion I mean, angle or no? 
I'm with it, but to Jamari's point, like that's what we kind of thought they were going to do with Impact, and we saw how that played out. Um, so it's like I would want that to happen, but I don't know if I have much faith in them in knocking out of the park. They like I were Ring of Honor featuring that Bound for Glory promo where they showed New Japan and and AEW and everyone working together. Mm-hmm. Were they? Yeah, would it work? I don't remember. I think it would work. I'm just saying, like, where they feature because I know what the impacts trying to do Bound for Glory with all the all the companies working together for one show, but I don't know if AEW would do that. But I think it definitely it would work. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I just I don't know if I have faith in it working. I already think that the AEW roster is getting way too crowded as it is. Yeah. Like, it is. It is. It's a lot of people there. But but, that, but there's Andrade, there's Omega, there's Hangman. There's, if if Punk and Brian come in, there's you know there's a lot of top guys there. <laughs> But you have that two shows. Brian Cage doesn't even feel that important. Lance Archer, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, like a lot of top quality guys. And Sammy and the home and Jungle Boy and all the, and MJF, you have a lot of homegrown stuff as well, like you said. You got the future. You got the future getting built up at the same time too with those guys. But this is the thing. You got Miro. You got Kip Sabian. You got just so many guys that could be in prominent spots. And I know they're getting a second show, but it's a lot of guys for people that only have two shows and like four pay per views. That's true, but this is the thing too. Keep in mind the trios title will eventually, I think, at some point in time, that trios title will come out. Uh, I'm looking for Andrade with with Penta um, in 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 the uh, Death Triangle. I think that him and Pac are going to battle. Pac loses. I think they're going to create a really nice Latin X uh, triple. You know, a, a three a team of three, or maybe Proud and Powerful, maybe something. I think that when they come out with that third title, I think that'll allow to kind of take the pressure off. Of having so many singles, people. So, so just kind of to 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 tra- to switch gears. Then instead of that whole invasion angle, do you think adding CM Punk and Daniel Bryan is right to do, or is it too much? Does it move the needle enough? Does it get those second that next million that AEW needs, or that three million possibly? Does it does it have sold out shows for the next? You know, twenty or thirty shows. Does it usher in a new era of the attitude, so-called the Attitude Era 2.0? What happens when you add those two guys? Is that important? What do you guys think? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that CM Punk could legitimately be AEW? And I know they don't. They're not even like on the road that much, because but CM Punk could be AEW's first like part timer. I think he could. I think. You know, this thing is kind of. I think CM Punk needs to be an attraction. I think CM Punk needs to be like for the big matches. He'll be there, but he's not there every week. Yeah. He's not on Dynamite every week. Obviously, he's on the road to his matches for sure. But like, he's the guy that can come around and he can start. Because I, I, as much as I want CM Punk to come back, I don't full time. I don't know how that's going to work. Like, yeah. look at what they're doing with Sting. I know Sting's old and stuff, but Sting's like just Darby's manager, and I don't know where that's even going. You yeah. know, like I don't want Punk to be a part of the roster. And not like a valuable part of the roster. Does that make sense? Like it just doesn't seem right. Where yeah. Brian could be a fixture in that roster, no problem. Working with the young guys, the older guys doesn't matter. But with Punk, I'm like, because I know Punk said it himself many times. Like, three of the things that Punk has been saying since everybody's been asking about returning is he wants money. If the mm-hmm. bag's right, <laughs> I'm about it. Mm-hmm. He really cares about the creative, which he has more freedom with creative when it comes to AEW. He doesn't want to be just another guy on a bad TV show. He said that himself. Mm-hmm. Like he'd rather be someone that's doing something that gets him invested and he can be creative and have some control with that. And three, he wants to work with guys he's never worked with before. Mm-hmm. And there's a plethora of top guys 
there's a lot of people he could work with in the WWE that he's worked with before. But I'm talking about top guys. Yeah. Like he could work Kenny Omega, and we've never seen that before. Oof. He can do something with the Bucks, and we've never seen that before. Yeah. He can do something with MJF, Jungle Boy, Will Hobbs, Sammy Guevara. He's never worked with any of these people before. Yeah, that's there's true. So many people, and, that, and I and and I think him coming there to work with certain people he hasn't worked with with short feud, but then disappearing for a bit if he wants to is totally fine. Yeah, I think you you use him. You definitely use his, his pipes, his, his his mic skills, his promo skills, week in and week out. Use him for that. He does not have to be in a match on every Dynamite or Rampage. Without a question, I agree. I think you bring up a great point. Do not. He does not. You oversaturate him. He's he, you almost Brock Lesnar him in a way, almost like that. A little bit more, but kind of that Brock Lesnar type of feel. Basically, he's going to be in pay per views. He's going to talk shit. He's going to be available for big shows when they do their theme shows, and he'll just talk shit. Other than that. And I think he brings an excellent wrestling mind, and I agree with you. Um, I think I think you could do something with that. I, I, great point. What do you think, Listen, Jamari? Like I, I like I love AJ Styles, right? Yeah, I'm a big AJ Styles fan. I don't want him to be what AJ Styles is to the WWE right now, and that's fine that AJ Styles is doing what he's doing. But that feeling of AJ Styles is kind of gone in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. I don't, just been there. He's, now. He doesn't now feel he's special. Doing this thing. You want to keep Punk special? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What do you think, Jamari? So I believe, you said it earlier, make the first few because this is where he doesn't have to wrestle because this person also doesn't wrestle every single week. Make the first feud against MJF. Ooh, print money. So they that way they can just talk every single week. We don't see MJF wrestle every single week. We probably see him like once a month. That's if we see him once a month. But when he does wrestle, I mean, he's, he's good. He's, a, he's good in the ring. But the thing is, the talking can get them like two of the pay-per-views that they only have for a year. Mm -hmm. They can talk forever, and it will still be entertaining. Mm -hmm. So just put him with like him and MJF, perfect. Mm -hmm. Just chef's kiss. Yeah, there's at least ten matches that I would like to see CM Punk or even Daniel Bryan do. Uh, Brian Danielson. I, there's, there's so many things. If you bring those two, but all right, my question is about the viewership. Do they get that extra million? You add CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, you stop. All right, so after that, we leave that alone and we build the women's division. Let's just say adding CM Punk and adding Brian Danielson, does that get an extra million? Yes or no, gentlemen? No. Briefly. Okay. Briefly. I think at first, for sure. Mm -hmm. Their biggest problem is holding on to it. I, like, personally, I think the first week of Fighter Fest was way more enjoyable than the second week. I, I think agree. the second week was bad, but it was missing something that that first week had. I agree. I agree. And that's the problem consistently. But that's not a problem that they have. It's a problem that every wrestling show has. It's hard to take them. You can't be. It's really hard to knock out the park every single week. Yeah. But they are have done a horrible job, just generally. And I, this is my opinion. I could be wrong. They cater to the fans they already have, which is a great thing to do. Cater to the fans they already have. That's a beautiful tactic. But they are really poor at bringing in new fans. Yeah. And they do it every once in a while, but it's not consistent enough. It's a, one of those companies that if you're an AEW fan, like, it's like you're already, a, you know what you know. You watch BT, like you know. Yeah. It, they haven't really done, like, uh, done anything to like, make sure that they're bringing someone new that's probably never seen it before to, to tune in and watch. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, yeah. And I think those purchases will get the casual fan interested because everyone's been, he's like a cult classic, a, a you know, much fabled person. And um, before we finish up this episode, we, got, we have to talk about the women's wrestling scene. We have to talk about AEW and what they're going to do with the women's division. Um, I had posted something a couple, about, a couple weeks ago about Clarissa Shields. 
possibly joining AEW in the future, is future booking the promotion and bring legitimacy and badassery to the women's division. Because Jade Cargill, I, I, what is going on with her in terms of her being on television? She's not. They just they keep dangling her around, and I would love to see her more. I, I don't, she, she doesn't get enough exposure. Um, Big Swall's been dealing with some some health issues, but I think legitimately, from a work point of view, from a mic point of view, I could see her as a champion sometime down the line. Um, what do you guys think about the women's division? What are we going to do to, to, to move the needle to the next level so that we can balance out the card there and just the type of, just a feeling so we can really, you know, round out the, the, the men's and women's division of AEW. What do you guys think before we finish up? They need to get somebody, either, I know they just found Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm, which is good. And they need to sign a good woman's worker. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Jade is a little bit green. They need a veteran. And when I say a veteran, they need a veteran. Now, right now, I'm trying to think, all right, who did WWE just release that hasn't signed a contract with another company? And I'm still trying to think. They need that one person to default. Mm-hmm. And I just, Lord, let it happen so it could be a big thing that happens. We, I know we, me and Justin probably talked about this. It needs to be Charlotte. Charlotte needs to defect to AEW. Mm-hmm. And that way she can help that roster, build it up, and if you want to say make it, you know, legitimate, then yes, she would make that legitimate. Do you, but, but do you think you would turn off so, that, that, that rapid fan base and that WWE she's stamp she has? She's so she's like cheesy like Don, like John Cena when it comes to the WWE brand and smell. Do you think she'd be rejected so much? I mean, she'll get heat as a heel, definitely. But do you think she's so identified with WWE and she has such a cachet there that that WWE would actually let that happen realistically? And number two, do you think that would, I mean, I would be totally against it, but I get what you guys are saying. She, she would be great for the asset, but I don't know if she fits in with, with AEW trying to do. But I get what, I I think she what would. you're saying. Okay, go ahead. I think she would fit in. I think she would. I don't, I think that's, that's the problem. Like I, there are some people that I look at and they're so WWE that it feels so weird if they went anywhere else. And Cena is one of those guys. Randy Orton's one of those guys. Like it just feels weird. Um, I don't know if any of the women feel that way yet. Even the four horsewomen, I don't feel like they feel like I would be weird to see them anywhere else. It'd be weird to, well, they'd all have to change. Like Sasha Banks wouldn't be able to be Sasha Banks. She's going to have to be Mercedes or something. Charlotte's going to have to be Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have to change a bit as it is and they get to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some of the greats do it. We we saw we saw Savage do it. All the guys went together. Her father did it. So why can't she? Yeah, do it? and and I and I think and I think yeah I think it's possible. I think it would be weird. I, to your point, I do think it would be weird at first, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But it'd be such a big move, and that's what that women's division needs. Do they have a good women's division? They do. They have Britt. They have Thunder Rosa. They have um, women that are coming up that are really talented, like Tay Conti and Anna Jay and Penelope and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have the Japanese women that are really, 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 really talented. I'm not trying to downplay how talented they are. Mm-hmm. I just wish they let us get more accustomed to them first here in North America before putting them on the top mm-hmm. and letting them win belts. If we don't know who they are. It kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But if you, and I always say WWE, especially with NXT, they do a really good job when they bring these women from overseas, whether from Japan or China or India, or whatever. They let us get used to them. Mm-hmm. and their characters before they put the belt on them. Mm-hmm. Whereas with AEW, I think the other thing is we're just supposed to know they're good in Japan and they're these Joshi wrestlers and let's put the belt on them. It doesn't work that way. Um, they have a really talented women's roster, but a Charlotte Flair would be a big one. I don't know anyone else that's not signed that would make that impact. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think Mickey James would make that impact, unfortunately. No. Uh, 
it, ha- it would have to be Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I don't know. There's no one else that got released recently. Even Zelina, if she showed up, that wouldn't like it would have been cool, but it wouldn't have been like, oh my god, like you know. And I'm just I'm going to purely speak from just ring work ring work point of view. Um, the only person I honestly would want to see, and again, I, I just think she she doesn't get she's sorely under you. We, we talked about this earlier. Me and Jamari talked about this earlier in the podcast that Naomi would be a huge name. Because her workability, her physicality, her athleticism is absolutely amazing. And she's sorely underutilized. I think she's, I mean, she, she basically doesn't get you. She's just basically, uh, hate to say she's a high-end jobber. I, I, I wouldn't even want to call her a jobber. I, I hate to even use that terminology. But she's not utilized correctly. I, I really feel that way. And I strongly feel that way. And I just don't, I mean, do you, and she said she wants to settle down and have a family eventually. Um, and she's not really doing anything. Do you think Naomi really has a lot? Like, do you see her three years longer in WWE? Or do you, what do you see? Where do you see her three years from now? As long as the Usos are there, she's, I feel like she'll be there. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you, though. I think they know how talented she is. And they know she's an asset. But I think they take her for granted in no sense at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to go. On. She's been there for so long. So she's she's kind of she's not one that's going to defect. She's not the one that's going to threaten going to AEW for leverage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she's a loyalist. You think? Yeah, and I think her husband's there, her family's there. Like sometimes a uh, part of it it sucks, but sometimes you gotta you you gotta play that political game. And some of these people aren't really that political. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, you're not going to fight for your spot or. Like that, and I think that sometimes plays a role into it. Like, uh, if you're too, and I think that a lot with a lot of wrestlers of this current generation, I don't know, I'm not backstage, but I feel like a lot of people try to not step on eggshells mm-hmm. or piss anybody off, and therefore they get stuck in the positions that they're in. Yeah, I feel like it happens to gender. I happen to a lot of people there that are like they're just not they don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, or if you hear the stories from back in the day when like the attitude era locker room and the girl, like everyone was like worry about their own spot fighting with and they had a different relationship with Vince there's more direct access more closer relationship now there's like all these different channels you go through producers and, mm-hmm. and social media people and these people and writers but back in the day you could just go straight to Vince like I don't like this this is dumb mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people have the and, and a lot of people do when they got released so I don't know it's just it's a different <laughs> atmosphere it's a different corporate atmosphere yeah so, so, so I, don't, I don't know so do you think and as we wrap up in the next couple of minutes here do you think Clarissa, Clarissa Shields, the, the multi-time, multiple champion, Olympic gold medalist, do you think she, I mean, I, I think I'm going to be one of the very few people to break, to talk about this. I haven't heard any really wrestling podcast talk about this. I don't know if you've talked about it on your platform, but Clarissa Shields, are you aware of who she is, Justin? I Was she the one that was involved with some of the controversy recently? No, she, um, she's the one, okay, so basically she just switched over to MMA recently. She's um a mis- okay. she's originally from um she's originally from uh, Michigan. She's from Michigan. She's from Flint, Michigan, and she's like a multi-time Olympic gold medalist. She's hold multiple championships in boxing simultaneously in different weight classes, and she she was like almost undefeated. She's she's literally one of the greatest boxers, and and it was talks for, between her and Layla Ali to go at it. Um, obviously Layla Ali has not been boxing for quite some time. But just that legitimacy, we need to find, they're going to have to develop and build that. And hopefully the factory, Nightmare Factory does it. 
but some I just don't know if we if we're gonna be able to keep pulling, 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 pulling from WWE, which is fine for right now. But eventually, you're gonna have to have a system that's gonna be like NXT that's gonna produce those re- those results. And Jade Cargill could be the test case. And my hope is that she'll get the time. Um, she'll get ungreen. She'll get more comfortable. She'll get more ring work. I don't know if they're waiting for Rampage to really unleash her, but it seems like that's the case because they I see her on most of the marketing. So that's what I'm seeing. But um. But can I pitch one more? Yeah, go ahead. Because this, I'm not saying it can move the needle, but it could be an asset to that AEW women's division. Yeah. What about AJ Lee? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they're going to bring Punk, why not bring an AJ? Yeah, arguably Have one of the greatest wrestlers there. of all time. For me, like I always say the three things, and I, one of them is really like not that great, but the three things that kind of really got me back into women's wrestling in 2014 was um, the popularity of AJ Lee because she was in a lot of the men's storylines and stuff too and I became a fan of hers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the NXT women's wrestling because that was like solid women's wrestling mm-hmm. and I became a fan of Sasha and Charlotte and Becky and, and Paige and, and Tennille Dashwood like I became a fan of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennille's a good person that could come here too that actually would make an, a great fit for the roster. I know she'd like make a big impact would be a great fit for the AW roster and then also um, Total Divas kind of got me back in women's wrestling a little bit too because mm-hmm. I started watching it my ex and then I just kind of paid attention to what they were doing but um, AJ Lee's a big like she was a big deal when she was around yeah what about so you so what about Paige coming back too I know she apparently she's that neck injury is not as maybe you know maybe there might be some hope for her do you think she would we've seen Edge come back we've seen Christian come back if we see Paige come back, it wouldn't surprise me. And honestly, I think she'd love to go to AEW. She'd be perfect there. I think she would be perfect too. And I like her 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 greatness, her darkness. She has a great she has a great um, promo ability. I think she she'd move the needle. Her and you just build from there. So, folks, thank you so much, um, Justin and uh, <laughs> I'm getting old. Jamari, uh, Jamari, Jam- <laughs> J to the is O, B to the is A for she. Okay, but <laughs> Jamari, thanks Jamari and Justin for coming on. Two J's, um, Ice JJ Fish. But thanks for both of you guys coming on. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, it's been more than a pleasure. And folks, thanks for listening to the episode of having the wrestling classic on and Jamari, the do rag king. D Jamari. <laughs> DJ Murray. Honestly, thank you for having us. I apologize I'm late. If you want me to come on again sometime, I'm more than happy to. Um, I had to record our Patreon exclusive episode for this month before the month ended. But um, definitely would love to come back on and just talk about wrestling. And if you ever want to pop by the TWC show, you're more than welcome to. Heck yeah. Let's let's build the brotherhood. All right. Jamar, you got anything before Appreciate I let go? Appreciate it, bro. Oh, okay. Appreciate it, bro. As always, you know, I love to be here. It's always a great open space to go ahead and talk about wrestling and funny that you made an ice jj fish reference because he literally lives like around the corner from me <laughs> that is that is i'm not joking he lives like probably around the corner from me if you that's could get him on a podcast that might that might make you god imagine. no that's not happening at all <laughs> no <laughs> all right guys thanks so much for coming on and peace it's all we can feel, baby.